You are now listening to the Redskins Couch Dad Podcast with your host, Rod Murray. Yes, 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 yes. I'm your host, Rod Murray. Welcome to the Redskins Couch Dad Podcast. And hey, that's a way to get the first W, man. That is how we wanted to come out. That's how we should have came out week one, establishing the run early, running the ball with Robert Kelly and what he was able to do in that first quarter, and then continuing that throughout the game and, and, and hats off to the defense. They stood up in multiple times during that game where they were had to make plays or hold them to three points, and we did exactly just that. So we'll get into a lot. And over the next 15 minutes, uh, week two roundup, our response to the game, man, was a good game. But anytime we win a game, we're going to get into the song. So without further ado. Hail to the Redskins. Hail victory. Praise on the Warpath. Fight for home, D.C. Yes, fight for D.C., man. That's how we want to win a game. I can't stress that enough. I was a bit worried. We took off with momentum in the beginning, jumped off to that 13-0 lead behind Robert Kelly and what he was able to do on the ground. And I was worried. I my I got a uh, hand clap to the offensive line, man. Um, I didn't think they were going to be able to stop Aaron Donald like they did. I mean, he made a couple plays, but, I mean, he's a superstar. He, he's, he's allowed to do that. Um, but for the most part, we kind of contained him. Definitely attacked the perimeter of that defense with stretches and counters and, and was very effective in that game, which allowed us uh, to not have to depend on the pass as much. Um, in the past, in week one, we saw Kirk Cousins come out and was a, throwing the ball a lot more than he did early. I think at one point he was four for six, and we were already 13-0. Um, and that's only, a, my, like I said, a, a point to the, the offensive line and what they were able to do. I love how we distributed it across the backfield. My numbers was 15, 5, and 5. If Robert Kelly doesn't get hurt, I think we're about 25 and 5 or maybe 28 and 3 um, with Chris Thompson doing what he was able to do. Again, he showed why he was deserving of that money while we paid him um, with that long run right before halftime. Um, that was big for us. That was big for us to go up 20 to 10 at that point. Um, we needed that. A lot of momentum shifts in this game. A lot of momentum shifts. I believe we did everything we needed to do early, but then we kind of settled. And when we settled, the Rams took advantage of that. Um, that top 10 play, it better be a top 10 play from Todd Gurley over Brashard Brilliant. I thought that definitely would sway the game back into their favor, but um, they just never got comfortable. And hats off to our defense for sticking in there. Hats off to Mason Foster. He was kind of my, my my donkey this game. I definitely rolled him a little hard for that long pass he gave up. Again, doing what he did last week, getting lost in coverage, losing his receiver, and then he got behind him for a long, long catch that eventually led to the, the Rams getting on the board. Um, but at the end of the day, he came back and made the, the game still an interception. And if it's true that he dislocated his shoulder, popped it back in, then, hey, man, then that's a player, man. That's what we need. So hats off to him. I did ride him. But like, again, I said, like, it doesn't matter how you start. It's how you finish. And if you can fi- finish the game with a game ceiling interception, then, hey, nobody can talk about you. So myself included. Great game all, all the way around, man. A-, a lot of injuries in this game, man. I believe a lot of people went down for injuries but came back. I don't know if they was just it was hot or cramps, but it just seemed like every two seconds we was losing a player to injury. I don't think anything was sustained in long term. I think a lot of players came in, went back out. Jordan Reed was scary for a while for a second, but he ended up coming back in. So that's big going into week three. Again, I can't stress it enough, the defensive play from Kendall Fuller. That young man is going to be special for us. 
the way he reads, been reading the screens and the way he's been making play for us, uh, although it was a hole, but he broke up the touchdown that would have been to Robert Woods. The screen that he broke on, and then even on that third down where he was able to stop him when Josh Norman kind of got left a little bit in man coverage and he came up and made a play for us to not allow them to convert a third down on us. Kendall Fuller's playing big for us, man. Um, and I hope that as he continues to grow, he gets more opportunities. Rashard Breeland, again, um, outside of that one play, had a very quiet game. But that's a good thing as a cornerback. If you're not giving up a lot of passes, I mean, that's, that means you're doing the right thing. So hats off to our secondary. I love the fact that Monte Nicholson is getting a lot of burn. I hope uh, his shoulder injury isn't sustained long term. I know he didn't come back into the game, but... I believe with him at free safety and DJ Swearinger at strong safety, that can be our tandem while Sue Cravens figures out what he wants to do with his career. I believe they give us Monte uh, Nicholson has the speed that we need at a free safety. And DJ Swearinger, I believe he's more comfortable in the box. Um, a lot of people want to tag him as a free safety. I just don't see it. I think he's better as a strong safety, which fits him um, down in the box, creating havoc and filling in those run gaps. So, I hope Nicholson is okay to continue to play as he has, and then our secondary throughout the season can kind of come along. Again, D'Angelo Hall is out, but he's a great tutor. Nicholson can learn all he needs to learn from him. And then whenever we go to nickel, we just bring in Kendall Fuller. So a lot more of Ryan Kerrigan and Perry, uh, Preston Smith um, down in the three-point stance. Uh, I've always harped that I believe our strong suit is a 4-3 base or a nickel base and not the 3-4. And I think we need to go back to that. I think our best rotation we had was when we had Matthew Ioannidis, uh, Jonathan Allen, Kerrigan, and Smith on the D-line with, with Foster and Brown in their linebacker. I think they gave us the most pressure. I understand the rotating. Um, I think there were times when we put Ziggy Hood in and we tried some things with Terrell McClain that just quite didn't work out for us. Whenever we go down to that four-base defense with Smith and Kerrigan coming off the ends, I don't think nobody can stop us. I think we have two fast of players that can just beat any left tackles in the league. So, And today was a great representation of that. If they can just do that next week against the Raiders, great offense, and we'll get into that to a future podcast on how I feel about week three. But I think they can be they can be a, a great tandem that can cause a lot of habit for us. And we saw a little bit of that today. Again, Jared Goff isn't an all-pro player. He's going to make mistakes. That interception was a perfect uh, example of that. He did exactly what um, I said he was going to do, turn the ball over. Stared a wide receiver down and, and Mason Foster just read his eyes. Something he had done the whole game, and that's what cost us early. But, like, again, he paid it for it late. So, I think our defense definitely won us that game by not allowing the Rams in the end zone. On the offensive side of the ball, like I said, we did what we needed to do last week, establish the run. I'm still a little bit concerned about Josh Dotson. Um, he was in there, got one target, which was a no-chance fade in the back of the end zone, which we've grown too accustomed to trying and not being successful. I think more times than not, we see that work in practice through Redskins clips on Twitter than we do in a game. Um, but I think we need to get him more involved somehow. He was on the field, though, got one target. I believe he was supposed to get another target that ended up going to Terrell Pryor that ended up being the drop. But needless to say, he was out there. Um, and, and that's a step in the right direction. At some point, we got to get in the ball. Hats goes off to Ryan Grant, the silent assassin, as I call him. He won't put up a lot of stats, but he'll make the plays that count. Uh, I think that was his only catch was that touchdown today. And a lot of people give him slack, to include myself, because I just don't see him as that. If I close my eyes, I don't see Ryan Grant as that go-to wide receiver. But he's efficient, and he gets the job done. So hats off to him on that great corner route, beating a corner in man coverage, and, and making a catch for the touchdown, man. That's what you need. And Kirk Cousins trusts him. Um, you can see the wide receivers and the tight ends that he have chemistry with. 
when in doubt he went to Crowder, Jordan Reed when he was in the game. And it was big for him to get that touchdown to build that confidence for week three. Everybody says it is going to be a continual thing while him and this contract and whether he's a long-term solution in Washington. I will say he didn't hurt his opportunity or his chances in this game. There were times in the game where I thought, again, he kind of molded back into that old player, uh, waiting too long to make the pass, letting the wide receiver settle it, unless he hit him, hit him in stride because he got a first down here or there. But the most important thing is he didn't turn the ball over. Uh, he's very efficient with keeping holding on to the ball, no turnovers. A lot of passes attempts, but once Robert Kelly got hurt, um, we kind of swayed away from Perrigan. We start, I mean, Piran, excuse me. We definitely got away from running the ball. Um, that's because we were getting behind the sticks. And it took a while, but towards the end, I saw a couple uh, good points of P. Ryan. He was allowing the blocks to develop. Um, there was a trap where he didn't even he didn't get Stephen Laval opportunity to get up in the hole before he was running down his back, and that's just gonna come with reps. So I'm definitely excited about what P. Ryan can do for us long term. Um, like I said, as the game slows down, he will be a definite contributor for our team, and that's what we're gonna need. We're gonna need him to contribute throughout this season if we're gonna run. Continue to go through three running backs uh, with Mac Brown being inactive most of the time. That's what we're going to need for P. Ryan. Nobody knows the extent of Robert Kelly rib injury, but if it's pretty long, then P. Ryan now becomes our guy, and he's going to have to be a third down back with Chris Thompson sprinkled in there a little bit at both running back and wide receiver. So I'm excited about the future of P. Ryan in our backfield, and, and, and you all should be too um, as a Redskins fan. He's definitely what we need another bruiser back to help us out, to move the chains, to continue to fall forward on tackles. I would love to have that speedster, but in our offense, what we have and what our tackles can do as far as stretching counters, P. Ryan's exactly what we need. So going forward, I would love to see uh, him continue to grow and get better. Not much of a concern, but I think it should be noted we did miss a kick today. Um, and if that would have came back and bit us, then that would have been another topic of discussion that we would have had to address. But Hopkins, he needs to be more consistent. We had this situation last season, and we just let it kind of fester on, and eventually he got better. But missing that kick is just one, uh, but we don't need more. So we definitely need to nip that in the bud going forward, man. Our special teams played play well today. We did give up the fake punt, and, and that's on one of my guys that, that I look forward to seeing on the field and Fabian Moreau. Um, and that's just a rookie mistake. He, he took his eyes off the wide receiver, and they made a play. I mean, this, and I said it week one. Teams are going to make plays. We just got to make ours ourselves. That's big. We Let's just hope going forward, watching the tape, they're going to see that. Another team is going to see that, and they may trash as well. So let's just hope that doesn't come back and, and happen week three. Going around the league, I saw a lot of good games, man. I'm, I was impressed by what I saw from Jacoby Brissett out in the Colts. I know they lost, and he had a very, 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 very similar fallout to what Jared Goff did, staring down a wide receiver. And Tyron Matthew just – made the pick to end that game in overtime. But throughout that game, I thought he did a lot of great things. And I believe that while Andrew Luck is out, he's their guy. Um, they just have to help him out as well. He can't make all the plays, although he shouldn't be asked to. I mean, I think he's been there two weeks. And to even have that game close, which I thought was a blowout, or not even to that point, I won't say blowout, but I definitely thought the Cardinals would win convincingly to be in that position to win that game late. Um, was big, and they just kind of threw it apart. Watched a little bit of the Panthers-Bills. I was not impressed by what I saw from the Panthers. They got some work to do. The Bills could have won that game, but like I said last night with my friend, uh, guest star Wes Mack, when he was on, the Bills just don't have enough offensively. But defensively, they were they were in that game the whole time. They they ca they caused pressure. They got sacks on Cam Newton. They beat Matt Khalil, who I think it needs to somewhat find another job because left tackle isn't working for him. But at the end of the day, the Panthers pulled it out. The Chiefs and Eagles was another exciting game. 
Um, the Chiefs continue to find ways to win late, and I'm a huge fan. I'm becoming a huge fan of Kareem Hunt. I love what he does. He reminds me so much of Jordan Howard in the in the prison that he just he he's patient. He allows blocks to develop, and he does everything just the right way. And I'm just excited to see where they go. Again, I think I picked the Eagles in that game just because I didn't know how they would play with Eric Berry being out. But uh, it seems as if they're playing for him, and, and that was strong. That's another matchup I can't wait to see. We play them in week four. That's going to be a great game for us and a great uh, test to see where we are. Um, with, again, another stout defense that they have. And then they have weapons on the offense side of the ball that can contest us as well. So the Raiders and the Chiefs, our next two games are going to be big for us. I'm not watching the Cowboys games. I'm, I'm hearing bad things about it. I'm not riding this wave right now, so I don't want to ruin it by paying attention to the Cowboys right now. But, man, great game for us, man. I, it was what we needed. I'll come back on throughout the week to address week three. We need to enjoy this game. Hershua Cravens might be coming back, so I'll address that in my next podcast. But at the end of the day, man, we're one and one headed into week three against those Raiders. And what else can we ask for, man? We wanted to run. We saw the run. We wanted less passing. We wanted turnovers. We got turnovers. We got exactly what we needed this week. And if you were following me uh, at Sports Couch Dad on Twitter, you saw all throughout the game, man. That's all I wanted. And that's exactly what we got. So let's just hope that continues on the week three. It's your host, Rod Murray. Hail to the Redskins.